0: Real law firms, real
1: intelligence. We have to be kind. The clients who are with us in the good days. Uh, We must figure out a way of keeping them because uh, we have to be lawyers in good times and in bad times, so when they, and that is how we have been able to keep uh, some of our clients when they ask for adjustment in fees, we say yes, Uh, pay us when your situation gets different. We don't say no, you can't do that because we have bills to pay as well and all that, so We have to be flexible Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, it's not only it is a relationship. It, It is not a commercial transaction. Your relationship with your clients is not a commercial transaction. It is a relationship. Hello, and welcome to the Law Firm
2: Intelligence Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Griffiths, Executive Director of the International Lawyers Network. Our guest this week is Lorna Kapunin with Kapunin and Castillo Law Offices in Manila, the Philippines. Mm -hmm. Lorna, welcome. We're really excited to have you with us. You are one of our longer standing members, I think, right? You're not an original member, but you've been with us for a pretty long
1: time. Yes, uh, we've been you, with you for the longest time, maybe, in our part of the world, and uh, I, I, knew, I knew your father before I met you. That's right. And yeah, and uh, before my law firm, because my law firm really is a succession law firm. We, we are a second generation law firm. We were founded by Senator Oroko. He passed away.
0: Mm-hmm. Incidentally,
1: uh, he passed away while he was running for president of the Philippines. And so we say that he's probably the best president we never had. So we were Roco Bunyag Kapunan Law Offices, and it was that law firm that signed up, signed up with you guys, yeah. with your father. And uh, we were very few in, in the region, and I'm very happy to say that, that we, we, grew, we grew up and we grew old with you. So And that's happening now, so I'm glad you invited us uh, to this uh, podcast session and uh, yeah. coming after our virtual conference, I'm also very happy to have met so many new faces virtually and uh, appreciate that uh, while we we are different, we are similar in many ways.
2: It's true. And I think, you know, that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned throughout my time with the ILN is that all over the world, as much as there are differences, as you say, a lot of what we do and want and and enjoy is very similar. So um, that's been one of the greatest gifts I think of my professional life.
1: Yes. And thank you for keeping us connected. I know you're a one person super lady and, uh, I also got to learn that there's a, well, of course, we have a female president and we have a member of the board that's female, which is good, which that's is fine. good. It's, it's diversity. Diversity gives uh, more views on the table. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you.
2: Yeah, and you know a little bit about that at your firm, I think, too. You're, you've are you got a lot of strong women at your firm, and you are, you're now, I think you've got four generations, almost, of lawyers in your family at your it, firm?
1: Yes. Yes, in my family, we have four generations of lawyers already, and it's going to be five because uh, my grandson, would you believe, is waiting to take the bar examinations, uh, which has which has been postponed twice, so. So we are a family lawyers. In fact, uh, my my great great grand my great my grandfather was the first assemblyman of the Philippines during the Spanish times. Wow! So I, I guess uh, that's what, that's the that's what contributed to the politics in me. But uh, happily, as I told some members, I ran for the Senate and happily lost. So now I have more time to give to. Some more important things. Yes, okay. and you so, you do
2: uh, do a lot of important things. So I think, in addition to practicing law, tell us a little bit about what else that you do.
1: Well, the well, let me let me first uh, speak about the law firm. We yeah. are a full service. We are a full service law firm. We we have about twenty lawyers and about twenty five uh, support staff. So that would be classified as uh, medium probably medium, but uh, because we are what we are, people think that we're a big law firm. So, uh, so, in fact, I'm very happy to say that the Capone and Castillo, our name partners, uh, I have received uh, in three, 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 two consecutive years, uh, I've been in the list of 100 top lawyers in the country. And so as my partner, Castillo. And our managing partner and our law firm just got this year the award for best corporate law firm. Oh, that's incredible. With Lino. Congratulations. Yeah, with Lino. Our, thank you. With Lino, our managing partner, got the award for best corporate lawyer. So so uh, that's why people think we're big and it helps. The other reason we're big is, uh, is probably my involvement in humanitarian organizations so uh, you know what they say about being blessed if you are blessed if you give your blessings to others uh, it comes back so I sit in the board of uh, the Philippine Red Cross which is very active now Mm
0: -hmm. in
1: our relief uh, and rehabilitation because of the recent typhoons and we're expecting three more we're expecting three big ones before the end of the year well, they say, you know, they say in some time, you know, you know how they name the typhoons? How? Alphabet. How? Well, okay, this is alphabetical. So they start right. with ABC. Right. And so now we have, we had, and the names for our side of the world is different from yours. The international name may be different. So we had Ulysses, but before that, Ulysses, before that we had Typhoon Raleigh. Can you imagine that? If you're talking about 26 letters in the alphabet, just imagine how many times we have used the alphabet in a year. Yeah. Sometimes we go to like three rounds of uh, alphabets. Oh my gosh, really? That's how many, and you're not even counting the tropical, the, the, the depression. You're talking about big tropical storms. As uh, I mentioned, Maybe earlier before the podcast, we have seventeen thousand kilometers coastline right seven thousand one hundred yes. islands. Can you imagine that yes. and in this last storm, uh, about seventy people died, wow. and destruction was last was about of our agricultural crops, which is very sad because we expect they expected to at least harvest uh, for food sustainability. Now that's lost as well. So
0: mm.
1: our our destruction in crops about in the billions, in the billions. And uh, also our fisher folks are displaced. So, yeah. so that's what I do. I'm in the Philippine Red Cross. I'm also into climate change because I sit in the World Wildlife Fund.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, in a recent meeting of the Advisory Council, what's alarming uh, Lynn says is that, that people should no longer be talking about climate change because we should be talking about climate crisis in the next 10 years. If governments don't address climate change, we will be in a crisis situation. Right. As a matter of fact, uh, a presentation was made by our executive director. And it seems we're losing we 're losing not only our trees we 're losing our di- biodiversity mm-hmm. our our animals, and you know what they 're experimenting with for the vaccine? So many sharks are getting killed oh no for that vaccine in the experimental stage, can you imagine that oh, so i didn 't realize that yeah, the horrors of uh, climate change, on top of this pandemic, we are going to suffer worldwide hunger.
2: Yeah. Well, and, and as you pointed out, I think, you know, the impact of the typhoons uh, combined with the impact of the um, the pandemic, too. And I know we've seen an increase in in storms here in the U.S., too. We're into the Greek alphabet here, following the regular alphabet for our storms, where I'd think, know we're past Iota now. I don't know what storm name we're on, but
0: oh.
2: I a terrible storm just hit Nicaragua um, in, uh, in Central America. And it's just, you know, it's been really devastating for a lot of places here. So um, that's on the, the flip side of the world. But, um, you know, I think you're totally right. It's the combination of the two is, is particularly devastating
1: and yes, and uh sad to say uh many of our some of our well many many of our law firms, especially legal single practitioners have be, have closed shop. so really, it's it, it's not good and uh, and uh, our supreme court has said most hearings must be virtual
0: mm-hmm.
1: virtual hearings and and yet uh in terms of connectivity, we don't have that capacity uh, because it has been, we don't have that capacity to have virtual hearings. Um, first, it's a function of resources. Second, uh, for the longest time and up till now, we've had a duopoly um, for some reason, or for the wrong reason, we privatized our public utilities. Mm-hmm. when uh, in most countries uh, they are they should be owned by government mm-hmm. so that there's uh, proper supervision regulation we've had a du- duopoly between two pub- private companies that go into price fixing and all blah 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 etc so and did not develop the capacity for so now the government is intervening unfortunately when it opened up the first time it signed in was china Oh wow. So our third our third uh service provider for the country will be China. The problem is uh there is uh, so much so much data that that will go around and uh, that's why we're very concerned how this will affect us especially since already there's so many Chinese here, no? If we open up our gaming industry. You know that uh, gaming gaming is not allowed in China. Right. So uh, they either go to Macau right or, or they come to the Philippines. So we have pogo's. Uh, we have what are called proxy betting. There's proxy betting here. Mm-hmm. Those in China can can bet here through proxies in the Philippines. So we have, we have online gaming here. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of Chinese illegally entered here for those uh, gaming. Wow. Which brings, which brings out a lot of uh, problems. Worst of which is uh, prostitution and human trafficking. Because uh, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to be racist. It's a reality that there's uh, been a Senate investigation recently on prostitution and human trafficking happening in gambling dens, um, mostly owned by Chinese, and uh, they have they have raised the price of real estate because uh, because of the influx of uh, Chinese coming to the Philippines, buying our condominium units and our real estate, the price of real estate has gone up. But uh, we're seeing the collapse because now there's no gaming, yeah. uh, right? With the pandemic, yeah. with the pandemic, uh, and uh, where we have discovered through a Senate investigation that there has a lot of been a lot of uh, corruption in our immigrations, allowing hordes of Chinese to come. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so. We'll see. I guess the pandemic is, uh, is an opportunity to clean up. To clean up many things. To clean up what's wrong with our government. To clean up with what's wrong with our values, most important. Mm. And, uh, and uh, maybe those who steal from government and steal from the people uh, get hit by lightning. We don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and is there is there a knock on effect then of the real the rise in real estate prices on Filipino citizens because obviously that would impact their ability to purchase real estate too
1: yes that's why it has it has because of the prices then it has displaced a lot of Filipinos but right now it 's correcting itself because uh uh businesses are closing so they're moving out and uh, the real real estate market is correcting itself there has been a problem though with uh, construction so the, the construction industry is also affected with the rules and the pandemic so construction has stopped which is affecting not so much the big ones but the small construction companies right so it's it's a it's a a domino effect the the main mainline businesses for instance restaurants uh, etc have been replaced by new businesses as well online deliveries uh, medical so it's i guess the challenge for law firms like us is to be able to connect or to spot the new players in the industry Mm -hmm. the problem with that is uh um we really need government support. Let's say, you know, our business uh, is fueled by what we call S, uh, MSMEs. No? Yeah. We're talking about yeah. micro. Not only small, medium. We're talking about micro enterprises. Right. right. Micro. And uh, this micro, small, medium enterprises, would you believe, compose 99% of the Philippine economy.
2: That makes total sense to me.
1: And that and really with the collapse of the MSMEs, you're just talking about the one percent big ones that, that will survive. So right. uh as these small companies pivot into new businesses, we need government support. Which right. is not there. Right. Which is not there because there's really no money. Right. Because you know, you know, government money Moneys come from taxes, and people cannot, and businesses cannot pay taxes because there are no businesses and there's no employment. Work from home, work without pay. So, it's a vicious cycle. So, since there's no source of taxes, government borrows, and when government borrows, uh, the next four generations of my clan will be in debt. Right. Trying to pay for the for the government spending, uh, for the government debt. Right. It's a vicious cycle.
2: How do you even find, as a lawyer and as a law firm, how do you find those types of clients too in a, in a time like this? Because I would imagine that um, those, those, that size of client doesn't even always know that they need legal advice. Uh, yes. They may assume that they can do certain things by themselves, or they may not understand that they're taking a risk that may have an impact on their business later on. So, how do you, how do you advise somebody or get to those types of businesses in a in a pandemic?
1: Well, uh, I am also one of the founders of uh, the Women's Business Council, which is uh, which is a which is our. Um, counterpart for the male-dominated business organizations here, like the Management Association of the Philippines. So uh, during the time of President Ramos, which was like four presidents ago, President Ramos was the president after President Corey. So this was in the early 90s. Uh, we, we came up with, with an idea that why should businesses be always male-led? why yes why are they all male-led or even if it's the woman it's the woman that has the experience she doesn't get the title unless you're ca they they say the coo you get to be coo if you're a child of owner so so that has changed uh, we formed the women's business council which is composed of women-owned or women-led businesses and this goes down all the way to the micro enterprises which which we which we support. So and that is ongoing. Uh, we have been able to get access to finance uh, because banks will not will not give uh, will not give will not lend to startup businesses. Uh, oh, wow. so we we are able to give assurance to banks that they are our members mm-hmm. we are able to give uh, lessons on 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 accounting how to handle your business how to market etc so it's a continuing it's a continuing thing in women's business council That's really i cool. also That's have cool. incidentally uh i have a weekly column uh in a newspaper called the uh, business business mirror so i write about these things uh at least every monday once a week every monday i reach out and i also have a weekly radio program a television radio program every saturday at 11 to 12 so i'm able to reach out to to so many and um that's how we're able to grow our client base we also have incidentally a lot of uh pro bono clients and uh, these these are the victims of domestic violence that's how I got my reputation for being a fighter we represent uh, victims of domestic violence or uh, rape victims um, etc the vulnerable ones so yeah. that in a nutshell is uh, what keeps Kapunan Castillo and uh, well
2: It's all very important and essential work.
1: Yes. We, we, I'd like to apologize to some of our members because uh, every time the report, you ask a report on how many cases have you referred, I think it's more one way because uh, it's the nature of the beast. Uh, There's not much business going on here. So we're not able to refer uh, so uh, apologies if uh, we have not been able to contribute as much to giving work, but certainly I'd like to say thank you because we have been receiving work from uh, our valued members
2: and I you know that's the nature of of certain markets and being able to complete that work in a professional manner is in itself a valuable contribution to the network, which is what you do. So that's very important to us too.
1: Um, How is it with the others in our area?
2: It's, it's similar. You know, it, it's, it depends country to country. Um, and, uh, I, and I would say it's, it's very similar depending on, on which jurisdiction you're talking about. You know, some jurisdictions are more outgoing. Um, some are a mix of outgoing and incoming. Um, and some are, are mostly incoming. Um, this year, I think, has been difficult for everyone. I would say, anecdotally, uh, everyone is doing better than they expected for the most part. Businesses down generally, everyone would say, but not as down as they thought it was going to be when everything really kicked off earlier this year. Um, So, everyone's taking that to be a win. Um, And I, from the sense that I'm getting from everyone, is that a lot of business has tended to be more domestic this year for them. So, we're not seeing as many cross border transactions. There have been a few, um, but I think. Um, there hasn't been as much appetite for risk on the, on the behalf of, of some clients. That's not to say all clients are like that, um, but a lot of firms are, have been very, very busy, which is great. Um, so we're, yes. uh, we're hopefully expecting a big 2021 crossing everything. Um, but uh, you know, the good news is I think everybody is feeling more secure at this point in the year than we did uh, six months ago. Um That's not to say things can and won't change, but for now, everyone seems cautious, cautiously optimistic, everyone that I've spoken to.
1: That's good. Uh, the same is the same with the law firm I yeah. guess you you have to be you have to be if, especially if if there is uh, there are lawyers depending on you, there's staff depending on you, that means there are families to support you have to be, uh, I like your word, cautiously cautiously optimistic.
0: Right.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's I think, you know, you have to give people hope that things are going to improve because the alternative is is too depressing. So I think anyone's job as a leader in a time like this is to you know not not be a pollyanna about it none of us none of us want to pretend that things aren't challenging and difficult but if we can figure out where the opportunities are identify those and really work on leveraging them and making the most out of them with the ton that we have um, and looking on the bright side in whatever way we can while recognizing that things are difficult and challenging. Then I think that's that's the road that we're most of us are trying to take, um, almost exclusively uh, that I've that I've spoken to within the network, which is very fortunate. We have a, a really good group of people that have worked exceptionally hard this year, and uh, I feel very fortunate uh, in that respect.
1: That is that is so true. You know the the other thing that probably makes uh, different is uh, we are probably one of the biggest Catholic, Catholic Christian countries in the world. So, and, uh, you know what they say in the Bible, somebody hits you on the left cheek, you turn the right cheek. So it has taught us to be patient and, uh, resilient Mm -hmm. and all that as a people. So, uh, I guess, uh, we, we, we still are, talking about my people we are a happy people uh despite i know i mentioned all of these disasters coming and we have three more before the end of the year and there's devastation and hunger and miseries but you know when when this even cnn has commented when they interview people here from the philippines our people manage to smile Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and they have remarked that the And I'm so proud of the spirit of the Filipino people, how we are able to not only uh, accept, but overcome, overcome the struggles. And we're hoping that uh, it won't be for long. It Won't be for long. And uh, we're going to have elections as well in 2022. And sadly, uh, because uh, campaign starts early here, uh, so many politicians are using this this tragedy as their platform for campaigning. It's good and not good because uh, now there's more goods going around. There are politicians going around as if as if they care. Well, some care, some are just campaigning. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I guess uh, it is what it is. We, yeah. we, as they say, you deserve the people. The you deserve the leaders that you elect.
2: It's true
1: and so I hope that in 2022 we will get a better better set of leaders because uh the challenges uh, will be worse after this pandemic
2: yeah it's true I and I know you're already doing everything you can to make things better so um you know that's I know for me I worked very hard in the last six months both professionally and personally and that's that's, I think, what helped me to sleep at night is knowing that I did everything I could. So um, at the end of the day, if you can put your head on the pillow, uh, knowing that you've done the work, everything else is is up to uh, a higher power. So
1: that is that is so true. So, but um, yeah. we, I was told by our managing partner Lino that we've cancelled your Abu Dhabi.
2: It's true. Yes, unfortunately, our annual conference has been canceled officially. We, um, being that it was going to be in March, we just don't feel that anyone's going to be up for traveling in the first six months of next year. Uh, so we're going to continue doing our virtual events, and uh, and then we'll be back. Hopefully, we're planning on doing something in person by September, October. Um, most likely, yeah. in Europe because um, most of our members are in Europe. Um, that's the plan. But in the meantime, you know, we the virtual, um, the virtual conference went really well. And so yes. I, yeah, it was really nice to see everyone, not the same, but still, um, you know, and it allowed us to involve people that maybe won't get the chance to attend an in-person event. Uh, so we're going to keep doing more of that um in a variety of ways so um and all the time zones too so my plan is to um to make those opportunities available over the next several months so that we can keep staying in contact as much as possible until we're able to be together in person and even once we are able to be together in person i think it's yes tough. i was
1: going to say that maybe it can be a hybrid because uh, some people like i don't see the philippines uh, allowing international travel so so, uh, or if we do, some countries won't accept us because of uh, restrictions. Yeah, so maybe it can be a hybrid. You can have uh, uh, face-to-face sessions and the recorded session, and then um, members. So there can be a virtual registration, with, with, also with a fee, so that we, we get to see what the sessions are like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. maybe a reduced fee for right. virtual session.
2: Right, right.
1: Yeah, but uh, that would be nice, that would be nice. Yeah. To have a, like a hybrid sessions.
2: Exactly, yeah, ways to include you and involve you that are, you know, still wherever you are in the world and I think you know you're that's a really good point too because there may be conferences that we have that are regional that members outside of the region who don't want to travel all that way will still want to see how it goes or be involved in in some in some fashion and that's a way to involve them too without um, the expense and time of traveling no, but it, it's
1: uh, it's exciting I'm looking for a reason to travel actually
2: aren't we all I have tentatively I have two trips booked for next year (laughs) that I'm hoping will happen but I'm too afraid to uh to really commit to them until until we know differently not till June and September so we'll see what really happens but fingers crossed
1: Are, are they allowed are for instance are you allowed to go for instance to California
2: Technically, yes, I can go. Yes, I think if I go to
1: California, Is a domestic flights,
2: yeah, I, I could fly there. But when I come back, I would have to quarantine for two weeks in this in New Jersey and not leave my oh. house. And I think they would require me to test every other day. Um, so there's a list of we have some sort of list of about 32 states um, that if you go outside of New Jersey to one of those states, you have to quarantine when you return. Um, not every state so is like that, but we are.
1: It's really a deterrent to travel, huh?
2: Yes. <laughs> I mean, I could drive there and they would never know. But uh, they're a, li- a little less restrictive about the driving. But um, yeah, New York is very strict. New Jersey's fairly strict. They're not quite yeah. as good on the tracking, but they're doing a, a better job than some other states. But yeah, it's cases here have just exploded over the last two weeks. So... We're hoping for the best. Here as
1: well. Here as well. Yeah. We have different local governments here, and uh, some mayors uh, don't allow entry into their provinces. Uh, so even if you're allowed to travel now, you don't know if the next province will allow it. So. Oh, wow. And this is born from experience because when they open up uh, provinces, uh, those that had it here in Metro Manila, in the city, brought it to the provinces. Yeah. So now the mayors are very, governors and mayors are very strict about uh, travel from outside. So, which sense. restricts this business though, as well, so.
2: Yeah, yeah that's anyway. unfortunate. I mean, that piece is the hard part. What do you think is, is sort of the phase 2.0 for you? I mean, all of you are mostly working from home at the moment, right? But what, what do you think will happen next?
1: In, in the, they've relaxed the restrictions in law firms. Uh, now uh, we have our non legal staff is uh, is uh, reports to work. We're 100% in our staff, which is about 30 employees. And uh, our lawyers uh, have the. The option to work in the office or work at home. So we're making it optional, not a requirement. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, the senior partners. Uh, well, I'm probably the only senior citizen in that level. Uh I have the luxury of uh, staying at home. Well, the the point is, uh, uh, since I dress up for my meetings, see, yes, you don't see my you don't see my shorts under. <laughs> So people think and I put my logo at my logo there, my virtual background So very nice people think i'm working from home, but uh you should see my thoughts beneath. so it works it works i've had uh, i've had the luxury of bonding with my kid, my grandchildren who are virtual Aww. so uh, school here is school here is virtual as well. But uh, because of the two successive uh, disaster typhoons, there is a move for academic freeze. Oh, wow. uh, Yes, uh, which is a serious, serious issue because some schools are not as affected. The private schools are not as affected. It's the public schools that are affected. Right. Uh, But uh, having said that, the campuses of the private schools, especially the exclusive schools are being used for evacuation centers oh wow and uh some students from the private schools uh, come from also typhoon affected areas so it's, yeah. it's uh government must find a way to balance education but for me I'm so happy i have i have three grandsons here uh, and uh course i see a lot of cartoons much too much cartoons and uh and but you know these these kids you're talking five year old i have a five year old grandson i have a 10 year old grandson and of course my eldest grandson is reviewing for the bar exams they they talk like adults oh wow because of the ipad i mean they even have an the accent, I mean, you know, the, when they talk to me, they sound like little brown Americans because they're listening to, to how do you, what is your favorite toy, you know, this type of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, we, which is a challenge to, to parents. Yes. Um, and uh, even grandparents, because when I listen to them, they, even, even their language is different. They're in a whole new world by themselves, so yeah. I'm kind of thinking uh, maybe but i I don't also believe in censorship i don't I don't think that parents should start censorship. It's a human rights violation <laughs> I, mean, I didn't <laughs> the grandkids would agree with you <laughs> <laughs> my niece is. So that, your nieces, I'm sure. Yeah. And your dad is okay, I'm sure. He's
2: well. Yeah, he's very well.
1: Yeah, does he miss the ILM? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no.
2: he needed a break. He's He was ready for his break, so he's enjoying his retirement. That's, that is so
1: nice.
2: Yeah.
1: So nice. Yeah. Is he going into golf, gardening, or anything else? I mean, you no. have to be busy.
2: He's doing a lot of Legos. He really enjoys Legos. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Which has been very good projects around that's the house. The other
1: thing good, that's so good. My kid, my five-year-old, they they can do Legos like anything. Oh yeah, they can even listen to Japanese cartoons and understand what it's all about. So. Yeah. That, that, oh, yeah. That 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 iPad is a dangerous tool. Yeah, it's it's an educational tool, but it's very dangerous.
0: I totally. One interested. of
1: the things. One of also one of the things I'm very busy with is my advocacy against cyberbullying.
2: Oh, that's amazing.
1: Yes, so I give podcasts and webinars uh, on cyberbullying. Oh wow! Because uh, many many teachers groups have asked me to speak. Cyberbullying. We have a cyberbullying law, which uh, initially has. Applied to students in schools
0: mm-hmm.
1: and to minors
0: mm-hmm.
1: and not adults so uh, but because of the pandemic there now is a so now is a change cyberbullying now is no, no boundaries it can happen at home in the office it can happen in school it can happen anywhere mm-hmm. and the victim can is is uh could be male, female, young, old, adult. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's so, there's also, there's a lot of cyberbullying. There's a lot of shaming Mm -hmm. happening there. And uh, uh, so that is one of my advocacies now on cyberbullying.
2: That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a terrible thing. I mean, I remember, you know, at least when I was a kid and... You know, it's different as an adult because I, you know, I, I, I fully understand and agree that it happens now. But um, as a kid, you could at least go home and feel safe. But now there's nowhere you can feel safe because bullies can find you anywhere. It's just, it's really traumatic.
1: That is so good, and uh, there are there have been studies that have shown uh, connection between. Cyberbullying in the and the rise in suicide cases here, yeah. Uh, I think I guess not only in the Philippines but elsewhere, yeah. So, because you you lose a lot of self esteem, you lose, and uh, so sometimes and it's a vicious cycle. Sometimes the bullier becomes the victim because the bullier gets bullied as well, so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's a vicious cycle, yeah. That's uh. That's dangerous. and uh, because of the uh, because of the virtual uh, what we're experiencing now, there has been also a lot of cases of electronic fraud. so uh, we're busy, we're busy with that as, as well. So like, like you said, uh, the nature of the businesses have changed, but there is, there is is there is business.
2: It's good. I'm glad to hear it. So what is yeah, one it, piece of advice that you would give to lawyers and law firm leaders who are listening to this, um, as they're battling a variety of issues these days?
1: Well, well, first of all, I'd, I'd say that, uh, we have to be kind. We have to be kind. The clients who are with us in the good days, uh, we must figure out a way of keeping them because, uh, We have to be lawyers in good times and in bad times. So when they, and that is how we have been able to keep uh, some of our clients when they ask for adjustment in fees, we say yes. Uh, Pay us when your situation gets different. We don't say no, no, you can't do that because we have bills to pay as well and all that. So we have to be flexible uh, Mm -hmm. because uh, it's not only, it is a relationship. It, it is not a commercial transaction. Your relationship with your clients is not a commercial transaction. It is a relationship. And therefore, my first advice to those who are listening is keep that relationship. Let's be flexible in terms of billings, in terms of giving discounts, et cetera. So uh, that's my first advice. And with that, we've been able to keep our client, our client base. It's a lot of goodwill. You got to spread the goodwill. Uh, secondly, is uh, giving advice. Uh, sometimes clients say, "What do I do with this and all that?" But I don't have I don't have the money to pay you. Give free advice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, sometimes clients or people you don't know, friends, or because I have a lot of organizations, uh, they call in to ask for advice. Give free advice. And uh, because when you give free advice and consultation, they'll recall that I will go to Capunan mm-hmm. because she helped me set this up. So again, it's it's building up uh, goodwill, and also with government agencies. Find out, government agencies now uh, are coming out with all sorts of reg- regulations. Be on top of them before your before it comes out. Because uh, we have. Uh, i have i happen to know most of the heads of the government agencies because first time in their age group second uh, i go way back to them in, in their younger days so we are able to know these government regulations and give uh, information because uh, information is very valuable for instance we will know when there will be an increase in taxes even before the regulations come out mm-hmm. Or we would know when an amnesty will come out. Or we would know what the, what the labor department would come out. So be on top. Well, that's my third advice. Be on top of what's going on out, out there. And lastly is be connected. Especially now we're on virtual. Uh, pretend that you're in the office. You, know, you should know when to stop work when to go to bed don't follow lindsay she has no concept of sleep you 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 mentioned yeah because she works in so many time zones i was worried that uh, eight o'clock manila time would be too late for you but no. you say fine anytime Please. is okay so I'm, I'm worried for you lindsay you're a 24 7 time bomb that's waiting to explode so my that's my last advice uh keep a work schedule keep a home schedule uh it's good it's good for mental health oh oh on on the side i'd like to say that for my mental health apart from talking to my grandchildren and watching them fight about which cartoons to watch or which games to play Mm -hmm. uh i also do painting oh lovely no 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 number painting me too Uh, so I do painting by numbers. So I, I, I got hooked into this uh, Shopee. Shopee is this online delivery thing. And it says they're painting by numbers. And you'll, you'll be amazed, Lindsay. But how nice. you're into that too? I, I'm obsessed so with it. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> same here. Same here. And you'll not believe. They think it's original. So I put there yes. COVID. This is my COVID. i'm i'm really obsessed because while you're doing it you don't know that you don't really see it while you're doing it by numbers right i have a technique i just do all the ones and then all the twos and then all the threes so and then it comes out oh it's done so
2: yes that's so funny we'll have to to swap pictures
1: (laughs) that is so funny i'll take pictures when most of them are done most of them are nice Show I, me some of yours. I will. Yeah, I will.
2: I just okay. finished a, one with peonies in it.
1: Put it on my mantle.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah.
1: That is so nice. Yeah, I like it so, a lot. So I'm thinking to have them framed and uh, give us Christmas gifts. Oh my gosh, that's, that's exactly what <laughs> I said I
2: was going to do. You too. <laughs> Okay. i was like i'm gonna get these framed and give them as christmas gifts yep that's very funny yes yeah. we are birds of a feather yeah. that's hilarious <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, it's it very christmas soothing though gifts. i mean you know yeah it's well and yeah that's true plus what else when else can they get a painting from me
2: exactly exactly and it look as you say it looks professional it's you know it's not. It so good. You know, years ago, it's much. It's much better. Much more intense. Yes,
1: yep. the designs are very nice and very interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's very. let I, I,
1: I do need to log off. I have a shareholders meeting. Yeah.
2: Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it Have I said enough? Really and I, wonderful. You have you said plenty. This has been incredibly wonderful. I really appreciate it. It's been really lovely. To all of our listeners, we will be back in a couple of weeks with another guest. And please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And once again, thank you so much, Lorna. It's
1: really been wonderful. It's always fun talking to you. You're my new best friend, Lindsay. (laughs) You too. Thank okay, you okay. again. We'll talk Stay soon. safe everybody and keep well. Yeah, let's stay safe. Be connected through this ILN network. Yes, let's Ciao. do. Bye bye. Bye. Real law firms, real
0: intelligence.